Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you for your liberality tonight. Uh, amen. So pray for our soundboard. It blew up on us last service. So Steve's doing what he can back here to try to hold the service together. Amen. So pray we get a miracle. Amen. The soundboards are very expensive. So uh, amen. if you got your Bibles, Joshua chapter 6. Uh, Joshua 6, I believe in this portion of scriptures, there's a powerful message in their force and uh, the message is uh, what I've titled the, the sermon, a long obedience, a long obedience. You know, most of life is pretty routine, isn't it? Uh, and to be honest, most of living for God is, is routine as well. It's repetitive. A, a long obedience in the same direction. Most of us do the same thing every week, every month as far as church. Uh, we got pray in the mornings, hopefully. Uh, there's a group of us men that come pray every morning together. Uh, we have church service. We have ministry. Uh, pretty much it's the same every week, every month, every year. Doesn't A whole lot doesn't change. Amen. Every once in a while you have uh, that Holy Ghost uh, breakthrough. Amen. 1 Samuel 17. Mine. 1 Samuel 17. Uh, David said to Saul, your servant has uh, been keeping his uh, father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried them off, I rose up and struck them, man. But most of the time, living for God is not all that. Uh, David has a great testimony there, <coughs> how God powerfully moved, but most of his nights were spent playing the harp, singing uh, to the sheep, different things. So most of our Christian life is kind of like that. Save me, I'm going tomorrow. Uh, our text is a challenge uh, uh, for long obedience. Uh, Joshua 6, read with me. We start verse 1. So now Jericho was securely shut up because the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hands, its kings, its mighty men of uh, uh, valor. Verse 3. You shall march around the city, all the men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the uh, city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast at the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpets, that all the people shall shout the great shout. Then the walls of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, God, asking you to speak to us, help us tonight in this place. God, minister by your Holy Ghost, by your power, God, I pray. I bind every demonic tonight, every power of hell, I break you, I cast you down. I take authority over you by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm asking God for an anointing. Power of God be here tonight. God, your spirit, anoint the word in Jesus' name. God's people say amen. Let's look first the enemy at hand. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up. In other words, Jericho was undefeatable in the natural. Uh, amen. Uh, Jericho had springs, cattle, sheep, silver, gold, iron, uh, and brass. In other words, they were well dug in. Uh, Israel would try to besiege him, but it was impossible because Jericho, uh, uh, more than any other city in that area, man, had enough sheep and cattle. Uh, as I said, they had water springs there. They can survive uh, any besiegement. Israel is beside itself. 
uh, they know they're in the will of God. They're, they've crossed the Jordan. Uh, God's promised them this land, but Jericho seems undefeatable. Uh, there's no way they're going to win this against Jericho, it seems, anyway. How many know our enemies dug in as well? Matthew 17, 14, when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and, and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and suffers terribly. And often he throws, is thrown into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples. They could not heal him. Listen, there are demons, sicknesses, and old habits uh, that are dug in. And our own, we're not going to defeat them. These disciples had an awakening here. Uh, they've had success in the past. Jesus had sent them out. They preached. They got some great miracles. But here, uh, this demon's dug in. It's not coming out. Uh, uh, it's there for a long stay. These disciples, no doubt, frustrated. Uh, so we fight demons, too, that are dug in tonight. With Jericho's high walls 10 meters high, Israel's army uh, was defenseless against Jericho. The best military men of war could not penetrate Jericho's wall. Uh, so it doesn't matter what weapons they have, what they want to do. These walls 10 meters high, uh, uh, I mean, that's almost 40 feet in the air, uh, thick, uh, thick enough for two. Uh, uh, they can do races on them by, by horse and carts. They can do races on them. How many ever felt defenseless? Sometimes in the kingdom of God, you've tried, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've believed, and nothing's changed. It's still the same. Uh, that's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, when you know this wall has to come down, this victory needs to be uh, settled, this thing has to be defeated, you've done everything you know uh, to do it in the natural, and it seems like that, that enemy is dug in, he's not coming out, things are not changing, not moving, uh, that's frustrating. But we're going to learn something in our text here tonight. God always has a plan. He has a plan for them, he has a plan for us. Look at verse 3. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march seven, or you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. Look at God's strategy here for a minute. One, uh, all the men of war fully dressed for battle march around the city for six days. Amen. God said, I, you're, not going, you're, you're not going to break it on your own, but I want you to gear up anyway. I want you to gear up, put all your suit, look like a soldier, act like a soldier. Uh, amen. March around the city six times. Uh, once every day, you're going to march around it seven times on the seventh day. Uh, you're not going to break them down, but at least I want you looking right. I want you in position. I want you marching. I want you looking like a soldier. How many times there, there's time involved before Jericho's walls are going to fall? There's time involved here. Their job was to be fully armed and ready and marching around the city. You know, as Christians, uh, sometimes time's involved. Listen, I know we want deliverance, healing, and be set free right away. Uh, but God said, listen, uh, I'm trying to accomplish something here. I'm doing something. Many times we don't understand the time that's involved. Uh, no doubt the children of Israel would have wanted these walls to come down the first march around, that would have been a great victory report, wouldn't it? Uh, march around the walls one time they fell. Uh, and sometimes it's for a reason. And there's a time frame involved here. You're going to have to march seven times or, or seven days. And the seven days, seven times. Uh, 
And as Christians, sometimes time's involved. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm as with you sometimes. The frustration isn't the time, but there's time involved. Ephesians 6 says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Say so, amen. So in this time frame, uh, we have to be the soldier still. We should have to be the fully dressed. That's what it says in Ephesians. Uh, amen. Put on the full armor of God in your march, in your time gap, uh, in the way to uh, be always prepared. That's verse 2. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. In other words, the priest was, be, was to be before the ark with the ram's horn in their hand ready to blow. In other words, we must always keep our testimony up front. Always be ready to witness. Luke 8 uh, says, No man, when he lights a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under his bed, but sets on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. Amen. So, uh, amen. We always keep our testimony in front of us. Amen. I've, you know, you read about Jacob when they're coming out of, when he's going back on his way back home. And it's a strange story. Remember, he's putting his, uh, his first wife and all of her children up front. Then Rachel comes with all of her children. And he's in the back. And it's always been a strange read to me because he's trying to lead from the back. Uh, he's trying to, I'll be back here, but I'll leave. The Bible says our testimony is to be before us. In this time frame, God's teaching them obedience and trust. And in our time wait, sometimes that's what God's trying to do, uh, trying to teach us some obedience and trust. Can we trust him uh, still? Uh, can we still be obedient in the time wait? You know, obedience and trust is the greatest weapon in the kingdom of God. Look at Isaiah 40. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk in, not faint. You know, God hadn't forgot about you. That's what you got to remember. Because the devil gets really loud in these time gaps, doesn't he? Think about the children of Israel. They're fully armed. Uh, the men of war, they're the priests with the all their priestly wear. I mean, they're carrying the ark. Yeah, they got the, the ram's horns. They're ready to blow uh, uh, the first day, second day, third day, even up to the seventh, seventh day. You know, the devil's talking to in their ear. This is silly. Don't you know that, right? I mean, you're walking around some walls. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, how many ever told you that? They'll, they'll tell you, hey, that's silly, right? God hadn't forgot about you. He has a plan for victory for our minds, our marriage, for our children, for our church. Uh, but daily obedience will teach us to trust God. Look, secondly here, the power of unity. I know Pastor Brooks just preached on but it's in our text, so you're going to get it again. In verse 4, But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets, it shall come to pass, when they make a long blast of the ram's horn, and all, <clears throat> when all you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout the great shout, then the walls of the city shall fall flat, and the people shall go up every man uh, straight before him. For those walls to fall, to fall, it took unity. Unity is tested by time. It says here on the seventh day. 
You talk to somebody who's been married for 10, 20, 30 years, they have something to say, right? They have weight behind their words. Uh, uh, when I listen to my pastor who's been married, I think I'm um, 46, 47 years, uh, when he talks about marriage, I'm listening. Because he's been there, he has something to say, he has weight uh, to his words. Why? Because time. Unity is always tested by time. Uh, if somebody can stay married in the same house, be together that long, they got something to say. Amen. They got something to say. And this, so uh, you talk to somebody who's been saved 10, 20, 30 years, the same thing. There's a dominion upon their life, a favor and anointing. Why? Because of time. Uh, this unity has been tested by time. Uh, and because they've uh, stayed with it, amen, their words have weight. They have something to say. Their testimony is powerful uh, because it's saying called time. For the walls to fall, it took unity, and unity is tested by time. Unity is not just everybody being here. But it's everybody being in place. Look at our text. And the priests shall blow their trumpets. I mean, the priests just wasn't scattered around. I think I'll stand there, Dale. I think I'll, no, they were in position. They were in place. Amen. The, the troops were there. They're marching uh, around. The priests that were carrying the ark was there. The other priests holding the ram's horn was there. The church was behind them. Uh, there's a unity of formation. And uh, so they wasn't just in church, but they were in place. Uh, so unity calls for not us just to be here, but to be in place. Unity is seen our continuing. Uh, it said they shall march around the city seven times. And this is the day uh, people don't want to continue. People break off marriages. People quit going to church, become unfaithful uh, in marriage and church uh, because they don't want to continue. But unity uh, uh, is seen in continuing. When somebody continues, they have something to say. Uh, even Jesus said, if you continue with me, uh, uh, amen, uh, you know, continue with me. He talks about us being one. That's how we're one with him. Churches that have been around a while, like Chandler, make an impact on the world because of time. I remember when we first went to Chandler's, uh, there was like uh, 250 people, I believe, in church at that time. Good church, strong church, but... Today, I think he had 23, 24 works out today, uh, over 100, all these nations being touched uh, by the gospel because of time. Unity is seen in action. It says, shall come to pass, the priest shall make a long blast with the trumpet, and all the people shall shout. How many of we all have something to do here? We all have an action in the church. Amen. The priests uh, have the ram's horn. They're to blow these and uh, make a long blast. The church is involved in the shout. Yeah. So we can't come to church and just sit back uh, and do nothing because unity is seen in action tonight. It's seen in continuing. It's seen in, uh, uh, you know, time. You, know, you read the church of Acts. Their strength was in their unity. The Bible said they were together in all things, Acts 2.1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, all, they were together with one accord in one place. Look at when they were all together, look what it says next. Suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. First there was unity. When they were all together, it gives it, they were in place, they're, they're talking 
to God. They're praying. They're being, and as they're there, uh, Amen. Heaven's triggered. They get heaven windows are open. Suddenly, he said it came to pass. Uh, amen. So, uh, Amen. There's a there's a great truth here. You know, we don't need just good preaching when we come to church. We need God and whatever He wants to send down. Right. Amen. So when they came to church that day, yes, they wanted to hear the preaching, but it wasn't just the preaching. God, we need something from you. And as they were together in one place, and it gives us the picture as Jericho, uh, uh, before they were in place, amen, they were in action, they were doing something, continuing, uh, there's something there, uh, amen, and God moved there. So you're a big part in what God does here tonight. As we all worship together, as we all give together, serve together, as we listen together, God is able to move. Amen. Every one of us have something, a part of what God would do here tonight. Now, one of us can say, I'm not a part of this. I'm not, I don't matter. We all matter. How many, we have an enemy tonight in Newport News. We have an enemy in our schools tonight. We have an enemy in our marriage, even in our church tonight. Uh, but through unity and togetherness comes victory. Uh, amen. As we're seeing our text, as God's bringing these people together to show them, listen, uh, you can't do this individually. You can't do this even out of order. Even though you're together, out of order it's not going to work. Uh, but when you're together, there's an order. There's a victory that comes. Our text, when they all shouted, that which could not be penetrated uh, was supernaturally brought down. Think about this. God got all the glory. So all they had to do was shout. Don't you think, God, when we come to church, all we have to do is uh, engage, amen, amen. Uh, Sing, worship, give, uh, serve, and God will do the rest. They just had to shout. Uh, they shout these huge walls uh, that, like I said, they did races on with these horse and carriages. They, 10 meters high, all of a sudden begin to come down when they shouted. 1 Corinthians 16, the Apostle Paul is writing a victory report, actually, in the last chapter of the Corinthian church uh, about churches in Asia. He says uh, this, their success or victories uh, was because of the togetherness. Look at verse 19. The church of Asia greets you. Quilla Priscilla greets you heartily in the Lord with all the churches that or with the churches in their house and all the brethren greet you. Look at Paul's wording here. The churches, Priscilla, uh, Quilla and Priscilla and all the brethren. Paul said, I didn't do this alone. Yeah, Paul gets the credit. You know, he pioneered, uh, went here and there, started churches, but he's telling the Corinthian church, it wasn't just me here. It was Aquila and Priscilla. It was the church in her house. Uh, all the brethrens, uh, together we impacted this place. Together we made a difference. Together uh, God was able to move and, and do something because of uh, unity among us. Let me ask you tonight. Are you a part of this thing called long obedience here? You look at your Christian life, does it speak what I'm preaching on tonight? you got walls uh, that need to come down. Listen, you can't do this on your own. But through unity, we can. Look, thirdly tonight, Jericho is only the beginning. God showed them something in our text, but they're going to get the revelation later that that was just the beginning. As they're learning to believe God 
as a, as a church, they're learning to believe God together, to labor together, work together, shout together, serve together, learn all of this. Uh, there are many more victories after this. Exodus 3.17, the Lord said, I promise to bring you up uh, out of your misery in Egypt to a land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pebusites, Hittites, Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. God said, listen, Jericho's only the beginning. I've got many other cities and nations that await you, but they have to learn this lesson here. If they're going to accomplish anything, if we're going to accomplish anything, uh, we have to learn this lesson too. See, Jericho was the first victor, many more is to come. God's intention was to give them all the land uh, of the Canaanites, Hittites, Pegasites, uh, Jebusites, and beyond. Joshua 1 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given to you. Verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God has given much more, uh, amen, than what we've seen right now. God has much bigger plans for this congregation. I believe God has much bigger plans for our life than what we can even catch a glimpse of right now. Just think, with ever going through Jericho, listen, all these cities and nations I just named, uh, they were just a thought. Yeah, I remember Moses said that. I remember Moses read that off, but it was just uh, it was like in the distance, wasn't it? Amen. That's how it seems sometimes. Uh, but we get this one victory here. They're going to learn so much uh, out of just these walls coming down, how they accomplished that, uh, how they trusted God. Listen, when all these other cities and nations come, they're, they're going to remember this. See, a long obedience in the same directions gives not only Jericho, but many other cities and nations as well. The reason marriages are blessed in here because there's been long obedience. He loves her, as the Bible says, to love her. She is obedient as, as God's told her to be obedient. There's a, when there's a longevity of that, the marriage is healthy. Amen. When there's a longevity in the church, brethren and Sisters laboring together, there's a healthiness there. Uh, there's a grace of God there. I believe we've only seen the beginning of what God wants to do in Newport News. I know we've been around for a while, but listen, if God tears, we're going to see so much more. Long obedience in the same direction brings God into the battle. I look at Chandler's day. I have great hope. I talked to Pastor Campbell today, I talked to him yesterday on the phone. We're talking about different time frames in the Chandler Church. And they just come out of their, uh, their missionary rally. And they had uh, Paul, Pastor Paul Alvarez preaching some other young missionaries. And uh, he said, Larry, you couldn't believe how powerful it was, how God moved. And, and I, I remember Chandler before Paul's even born. But I mean, just what God is doing now in that congregation, just because the years, the time... Uh, and the people that's been in place in that congregation. And uh, for years, you go to Chandler conference after conference. Uh, many times you see the same people on that platform. They have stayed in position for years. And they're a part of what's going on there. I know you think Chandler Pastor Campbell. But listen, there's a hundred other names there. If you've never been to Chandler conference, you've missed it. I know there's people here you've never been to conference. I can't figure that out. 
You got your tax refund, plan for conference. Long obedience in the same direction brings God into battle. Deuteronomy 20, verse 1. God told Israel, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see the horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. So it shall be, when you are on the verge of battle, that the priest shall approach and speak to the people, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your hearts faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. Look at verse 4. For Lord your God is he who is with you or goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That gives us great hope, doesn't it? The reason we can keep going, the reason we can keep taking challenges uh, and keep launching men, keep believing God for other things in our church because we know God's fighting with us. We, we can stand uh, with uh, 100% security in our spirit. Uh, we know we can continue to do what we're doing because we're being, there's a unity here, there's a longevity here. Because of that, God is going to help us. Let me close here tonight. We have an enemy like Jericho. Many times these things seem undefeatable. There's people here, maybe you've been battling things for a long time. Maybe the same enemy for a long time. There's people that need things you've been around for a while. You need to let it come. It comes. God helps us. The long obedience, amen, is a picture of trusting God here. We can't win all these battles on our own, but we can win them if we stay right with God. I remember I was a new convert. My pastor would tell me that, Larry, just keep continuing. Just keep being faithful. Keep living for God. You'll break this stuff. It'll fall off. It'll, uh, you'll be okay. And it's right. We need God in the fight, don't we? I want to challenge you, amen. Unity is more than just having some friends in the church. Unity is being in place. Unity is being involved. Unity is continuing uh, it's uh, having, being dressed as a soldier, a priest, whatever position you are, it's being in place. As we can do this as a church, listen, we can take the land for Jesus. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight.